Welcome to the On to Something podcast. My name is Zane Witcher, and I'm glad that we're meeting. If you have not been on this podcast before, this is simply a space for you to be able to maybe discover or be inspired to what you are onto next in your life. Today's entry is titled, When You Experience Loss. Now, I have to give it to you if you don't feel it already in the title. This is a little bit heavier of an episode. Now, if you're the type of person that likes to think about life holistically, and you're the type of person that's like, hey, I really like to be prepped on what comes down the pipe in life. This episode's going to be for you, but I warn you, it's a little bit heavier than one's usually. So without further ado, let's hop into this episode. Life is a collection. It's a beautiful collection. It's a meaningful collection. In the first third of life, there can be a misperception of what all we collect in life. There's a practice of imbalance of what we collect. The first third of life many times, not always the case, but many times, is set up in a way that we believe life is a collection of gains. That life is a marble collection and we keep growing a marble each day. We gain grades, we gain friends, we gain opportunities, we gain internships, we gain strengths. All of this is true, but it's only half of the story of what we actually collect in life. Not only do we collect gains, but we also collect losses. Talk to anyone that's kind of moved past the first third of life, like beyond their 20s, and you will start to hear the stories compile of what they've lost as well. As we keep journeying through life, we lose opportunities, we lose youth, we lose health, we lose people, we lose experiences. Life is a beautiful collection of gains and losses. Now, why bring up such a depressing thought today? And why put to words what we all feel when watching the scene, the opening scene from the Pixar movie Up? You know the one I'm talking about where it does the whole scene of their relationship all the way from the beginning to the funeral. I mean, oh, it just tear wrecks you. So why bring up this idea of a collection of gains and losses in life? From my point of view, the people who thrive in life most are those who prepare and welcome this reality. Those who ignore the reality that life is also a collection of losses tend to not know what to do when losses come their way. It seems like most of the reactions for people who don't know how to handle losses tends to be negative, mainly because when a loss comes their way, it feels like something went wrong or that life cheated them somehow. And the hard truth that no one loves to talk about is that every moment we collect in life cannot always be about a gain. And we shouldn't rush to try to figure out how every moment in life is a gain. Some moments in life are losses. But here's the good news. Even though there isn't something to gain in every moment of life, there is something to be found in every moment of life. So when loss comes your way, which it inevitably will come, 
I'd like to invite you to embrace a story that I embraced a year ago. This story comes from the Hebrew scriptures, and it's one that teachers of these scriptures actually believe that you can find something in the midst of loss. Now, the story is found in the stories of Moses, but this story isn't actually about Moses. It's about his brother, Aaron. And Moses has been tasked with leading a small group of people towards freedom, towards a different life, and a life drenched in the ways of God. And Aaron is like Moses' vice president to help him get through everything. Now, throughout their journey, there's a theme about how God speaks. When God speaks towards the people, God always speaks to Moses. God's always chatting it up with Moses. He gives Moses visions. He gives Moses orders. He gives Moses the game plan. And Moses relays to everyone else, including Aaron, what God is saying. But in one part of their story in this journey, the script actually flips for a brief second. It's buried so deep within all the words that you find in the book of Leviticus that it's really easy to miss it. But the moment happens right after the passing of Aaron's two sons who put themselves in harm's way by not following the practices of their community. And in the midst of Aaron's loss, and it's a massive loss, that's when it happens. This one time right after he loses his son, and the only time that's highlighted in the scriptures, the text says, and the Lord spoke to Aaron. This is the only time that God speaks to Aaron. Now, this is different, and this is jarring if you were reading this story from beginning to end. And this is like a divine tissue to all of our runny noses in the midst of lost. That there is something to be found in loss. Maybe better yet said, there's someone to be heard in loss. Now, many of the teachers, rabbis of this passage, point out the significance of the small detail. The words Aaron hears are words that have been repeated by God before, but they've always come through Moses. These words have already existed, but as many rabbis suggest, that in the midst of Aaron's pain and absence... He's able to hear the voice of love that he could not hear before. He hears the voice of God. One of the short-term effects of loss is silence. If you've ever attended a funeral, you know this is painfully true. Death brings about silence over not only the body that's experienced death, but it brings silence to everyone who knows them as well. Every form of loss, even the most minor losses, bring silence to our hearts. We miss the laughter of a possible significant other. Our phone is silent after moving to a new place and no longer being around friends. The new workplace you join isn't filled with the same conversations or collaboration as the last. And this is where the God of Aaron and Moses and Jesus has something to hand to us. Many religions believe that silence is empty. 
It's a way to clear your mind. The Christian faith, though, believes that silence is full. It's a way to sense who is all around us all the time. Full of what, you may ask? Well, Aaron would tell us firsthand that in silence, in pain, the voice of God can be found. So here's what I want you to be mindful of as you collect different moments of loss in your life. Loss is kind of like the detaching of the door of your heart. Now, when I talk about detaching a door of your heart, I think about how a lot of parents just be straight up playing on their kids. When they want to discipline their children, they remove their door from its door frame as a form of discipline after maybe doing something of a hooligan behavior. But when you lose the door to your room, you're always extremely vulnerable. Everyone can see into your room all the time, and anything and anyone is free to walk in or out as it pleases. This image, in a way, is what it's like to go through loss. To feel the absence of something or someone is to rip the door off of your heart. Everyone can see in, and any painful or sad memory can come and go as it pleases. Another way to say it is loss is like an intruder. Loss just intrudes. Loss is like a pesky little sister who enters your room without you knowing it or without an invitation. When loss comes near, we know that intrusions will also come near. They'll just intrude on our normal daily life without any warning. And by the time you see it, it's too late. Someone's perfume takes you back to a different season of life. A song that plays in the background reminds you of them. A person walking in front of you catches your attention because from behind, they look like him or her. A phrase someone uses takes you back to what used to be true. Loss, especially when it's fresh, is an intruder who walks in and out of your heart as it pleases. And our instinct is always going to be push it out or push it down simply because it doesn't feel like a gain in our life. But here's the invitations to the moments of silence that intrude, those moments of grief, those feelings of loss. Here's the invitation. You can find someone. So instead of trying to get past this intrusion, I invite you to embrace it. When a moment of grief, when a moment of loss hits, listen to it. Let it enter the room of your mind and sit on the couch of your brain for a while. Ask it why it stirs up so much emotion in you. Ask it what it has to teach you about life. Invite it to reveal what you really care about behind that person or thing that you've lost. Sit in the silence instead of trying to fill it. Why? Why do such a hard and painful thing when things are hard and painful already? Why would we not just focus on collecting our next gain opposed to dwelling on our last loss? Well, simply because of this. In the moments where we ourselves are lost for words, we might just be able to hear words from God in a way we've never heard before. And if you ask me, those are the moments that I want to collect in my lifetime.
How about you? Well, thanks for sitting with me in that episode. And as many of you know, that uh, rings very true in my life right now, uh, simply because I'm walking through my own form of loss. So I appreciate you dwelling in it, sitting in it, and I hope it's helpful for you whenever your next moment of loss comes across in life. Hope it doesn't happen anytime soon, but we're also prepared for that reality. This has been the Onto Something podcast. Know that you can always get transcripts of these episode notes over at our website at ontosomething.com. That's no G, onto something. And know that you can follow us on Instagram as well. Thank you for your thoughts and your prayers. And also thank you to those of you who sent in feedback uh, from the Richard Beck conversation that happened the episode right before this one. It was a very fun one to have. Well, friends, until next time, may you remember you are onto something. <laughs>